0: Right, go ahead, and talk. Mm-hmm. Say you're listening to the Word Bros podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say you're listening to the Word Bros podcast. <laughs> Do it. <coughs> you're listening the to the Word Bros, Bros podcast. podcast. The, the WordBros In oh, them. Kevin, who do we have this week on the podcast? I think it's Jared. Lupin. You think? I think, yeah. I think it is. We just talked to him for like 45 minutes. What a nice fellow. I got to try and pretend like this is all imp- imp- improvisational. Bob. It is kind of. I mean, you know, and, uh, sort of. You know, you want to sound excited about your guests coming on, so other people will be excited. Jared is a, a writer and comic creator. He has a book right now on Kickstarter that is called The Twin Blades, which sounds pretty cool. He said it's Mexicans with swords, and that sounds pretty fucking Mexicans Mexicans with Aztec swords. Which is amazing. Which sounds and pretty. I, and I think, why
1: would you not want to back that? It sounds like a Robert Rodriguez uh, fever dream uh, kind of concept for a book.
0: Yeah. So. and then he also has a book that came out in february called dry foot through mad cave studios and that book was hot to death and we found out he's a big wu-tang clan fan fan so what's not to love
1: I, f- I feel like now we have to play like something off of triumph you know like play play i'm not that. getting sued
0: by rizza really oh, no, You think you no, no. would do that we I, just play the instrumental part then you can't get sued i don't want to get a cease and desist Oh, <laughs> Or, or yeah, you want so, ghosts to come to your house and break your jaw? I, got I would you. be. Yeah, I don't want. I mean, I'm soft. Ghosts would fuck <laughs> me up. I don't want to mess with the Wallaby King. So yeah. So we're gonna find out all about his comics, and we're also gonna find out his top five Wu Tang solo joints. Uh oh, it's gonna be exciting. So stay tuned for that. all right Jared Luhhan. It's nice to meet you, my man. Actually, we have actually never met before, huh? We have not. Okay, so this is this is a first. Have you done lots of podcasting in the past? Is this your first foire or soiree, if you will, into podcasting?
2: No, no, I've done a few. Nice. Yeah. How did that go? Um, mostly good. I did. Uh, like for Dryfoot, I was on like a half dozen. Uh, for Twin Blades, I've only done two or three. Okay. Um. One of them never posted it, so I don't Ooh. know if they found me super intolerable. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the other one went fine. I don't know if the other one was just like, no, he sucks. We're done with him. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. but at least you have a good
0: attitude about the whole thing. You're like, yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I was like, maybe I should message them and make sure everything's okay. But then I was like, man, if they think I suck, I really don't want to have a conversation with them about now, it. <laughs>
0: now, why would you suck, though? That would be my question. You seem like a personable young man. You're wearing an Infinity Gauntlet shirt. You're clearly in the business. Like, why would they think you suck? I don't get it.
2: I, I have no idea. I think like before, so before the the actual recording of the podcast started, he kept saying things like, like latino and i really don't like that term i really try and and get people to use latin or latinx okay and i'm pretty insistent on that but i was like if you don't want to say that you don't have to say that because i'm mexican so you can just say mexican you know Uh like that that's that's fine and uh it would kind of made it a really awkward situation but i didn't think i was being a dick about it i was just like (laughs) we should really not we should use that term because that's the better term. And then, and then, yeah. Then he never posted it, so he still follows me on Twitter. So maybe he's just like, oh, I thought he was gonna talk about Wu Tang Clan more, and then he didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, are you? Can fa- we
1: talk about Wu Tang Clan more?
2: Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about Wu Tang Clan all night. Are <laughs> oh. you?
0: A, who's your favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan? Right this is how killers. you know. All right. Oh, he's, All right. he's in. You're he's in. Because I have, in. do you want to hear my, my Wu-Tang Bobby has theory? a theory. He has a theory you need to hear. No, no All right, this is my Wu-Tang theory. People who don't really like or listen to that much Wu-Tang Clan or white boys automatically say their favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan is Method Man.
2: Yeah, I hear a lot of RZA and I'm like, RZA barely raps anymore. Like he was a... Pr- and I don't, I don't, I'm not disrespecting the Abbot, but like, but yeah, Method Man is is definitely, uh, I think one of the more like iconic ones. But I'm really about Ghost, uh, Inspector Deck, and and Jizza. Um, I love Rizza. I've like. I love him as a person, but like the Bobby Digital stuff was terrible. Oh, I really
0: come on. The man, I love that album. Stuff. I mean, the B, just, the O, and the and B, Bobby the digital. B, the Y, the D,
2: the R, the G,
0: the R, the T, the A, the L, the digital, digital. Come on, man. That used to I'm be blur- his ringtone. That used to be Bobby's ringtone. <laughs> I love Bobby Digital. <laughs> that used to be his ringtone for me. I will say the thing that I do dig about uh, RZA is I like his voice and his cadence. Yeah. They are both very kind of unorthodox.
2: Yeah. And I like, like, I like, I really like his stuff on on his early Wu Tang albums, but he kind of like gets away from that. I really like his production. Of course. Um, Mm -hmm. I watched. I watched the Man with the Iron Fist one and two. Like, oh. like uh, two, two was a bad geez. choice, but I enjoyed yes. one. I enjoyed one. I, I'm with yeah. you,
1: Jared. I liked the first one. The second one, I was like, "What is going on here?" They brought back like the Asian
0: Prince dude. Asian dude Prince dude. Wait, like, hey, hey, hang on. He was cool. <laughs> Asian, but he Prince didn't need was, to be in part two. Asian Prince was badass. Like he was the jam. Asian Prince I don't was the know. Dude.
2: I, I don't know. They were definitely just like, here's a film budget do whatever you want and then he did it and i respect that like creatively and everything but yeah i i really think one is like just fun yeah. but two is yeah. brutal
0: yeah. it's, it's, I, it's a hard it's a hard watch if yeah. i'm no, being no. honest with the group and all the listeners of the podcast and the members of the killer bee swarm i did not get through two i watched like 10 minutes of it and i was like I'm good. <laughs> you know, <so> like, <laughs> I was I was fine with The first one yeah. I've seen all I've need to see of this, and I never turned it back on. I was really stoked about it, but yeah. Um, now, who? What's your favorite?
2: What's your favorite Ghostface solo record? Supreme clientele. Okay. Mm -hmm. with without like a beat i love that album i think it's probably my favorite album of all time oh
1: really
0: yeah
2: i'm I'm gonna have to say
1: liquid swords liquid liquid
0: swords is is a jizza
2: record i know but
1: liquid swords is my favorite wu-tang solo. yeah yeah i I think total
2: like all my favorite like solo wu-tang albums are all ghost albums like i'm also really big into fish scale that's Um, that's my favorite fish scale is my my, favorite yeah but i think like supreme clientele he like just came back from africa he almost died from diabetes he just wanted to like get back into rap and do his thing again and it's an album that it really comes across that he just loves doing this and loves being fucking good at it and loves yeah. being fucking ghost and it was just it comes across to me really well and i really like that his storytelling is impeccable oh yeah like Best. he's best
0: yeah by far and away like his storytelling is so good um did you happen to watch the versus battle between him and raekwon the chef
2: i did not I, <laughs> I i i was really like someone had sent it to me i was working and someone sent it to me and i was like man i really just hope it turns into an uh, an only made for cuban links like mashup <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, just, they're just like never mind we're just gonna do all the songs from only made for cuban links it was really interesting
0: because i mean like um i can't remember what f- the first song ghost did but right out of the box you could tell that uh Raekwon was taking it seriously because he did um uh shrimp on the barbie from the outcast record and i was like oh that's a good verse so yeah, it went yeah. on for like an hour and 45 minutes i watched probably 20 minutes of it and it was it was really good it still had that that hip-hop concert vibe of i'm just gonna sing over my my song which i kind of yeah. which i kind of can't stand you know like i'm just gonna mouth the words over the words that are playing over the right. dj booth um, <laughs> but it was still fun to watch i i, I love both of those guys a lot so that was cool
2: yeah i love raekwon i yeah. i really i love i love raekwon because he's always been like he was really open about there is his beef with like with rizza yeah and um it, and now i like really really into like that sort of authenticity where he's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking like him. Yeah. It's like everybody else tried to play it off and Raycon was not having that.
0: Well, I mean, I could see how that would happen. I mean, you go out and you do these solo records and you do really well for yourself. And then like you come back together to, to form a group and 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 RZA tries to dictate what's happening. And it's like, dude, you've been meditating and like eating vegan. Like you don't know what hip hop's about anymore. Like RZA and Ghostface
2: are still in the streets making hits and shit, you know? Yeah, and they like, i think uh i was reading about their their the last album is that uh or i think it was maybe where, around the time that uh once upon a time in shaolin uh was kind of doing its big art run art house run but um rizza is like i'm never putting together the group for another album it's going to be ghosts because everybody still has like a lot of love and respect for ghost and he's out here and, and rizza was like i'm out here doing movies I'm, I'm out here doing books. I'm out here with my meditation stuff and yoga and shit. And so uh, Ghost is responsible for the next Wu-Tang Clan album. That's cool. Uh, and, and that's, yeah, I think that's like really exciting because Ghost is obviously, I think, probably has the most successful solo musical career. Um, so. Yeah, I could see that. And I would
0: like to see them kind of get back to the 36 Chambers route where everybody puts in a verse and they only pick the best ones. Like, I don't need to hear, not every song needs to be 10 minutes long. Like, I don't need mm-hmm. to hear like a Cappadonna verse, no offense to Capadonna, who I enjoy because he's in that little clique of dudes, uh of mm-hmm. Wu-Tang members I like, but like, yeah, I don't need that. Like, just give me the best like four people and then be done with it. Like, I don't need seven minute songs.
2: Yeah, and, and like, even then, you know, I think Protect Your Neck, is a song off of 36 chambers that has every single one of them doing a yeah. verse. And that whole song, it's, it's, they're all super good, like yeah. particularly good verses. And so it's really strange to me The well, it's not strange. Like I get it, but like, by the time they finished, you know, a better tomorrow, it was definitely like, we'll just all take a turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it sucks. It sucks. You know, yeah. we're just all going to take a turn. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like let's skip
0: this one. Um, What's his name? The guy who I don't like at all um is it you got that you don't like yes let's skip it yeah. let's skip this turn you god like we're good <laughs> like we're good let's take a break <laughs> hey, you got here's 15 bucks why don't you go get everybody some coffee and yeah. then we'll 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 do this song while, while you're out oh, poor you god. here take Capadonna to kate take cappadonna with you and because there's a lot of gonna be a lot of coffee so yeah, yeah. maybe get pastries too maybe make two stops because there's that donut chef that we really like so go there too
2: yeah so you yeah. do that that's that's like a i don't i feel bad for you god because no you god's never like anybody's favorite you know no <laughs> one's ever like oh man even like master killer who i really like no one's ever like Oh, you know, who's your favorite member of the Wu Tang clan? Oh, you god. Like it yeah, never man. happens and it's just super sad. Like, I mean,
0: nobody's gonna I mean, say it. I don't even think you god's parents would say that. They'd be like, <laughs> I really like, I really like Rayquan. They, like, no, Ray- they're not gonna say
1: <laughs> Rayquan, they're gonna say Inspector Deck. Like it's only it's, gonna be a couple okay. rungs above him just to add insult it's, to
0: injury. You know what? I like Inspector Deck. <laughs> I think Inspected Deck is cool. He's always good for like three really hot verses per album, you man, know.
2: Uh, to be fair i love inspecta deck but his his solo his first solo album i think is is uncontrolled substance mm-hmm. and that shit is good yeah, i really yeah. like uncontrolled substance and uh, obviously he's got like that super iconic verse on triumph Yeah. Um, and then uh, but, like, his
0: his yeah. shit in above the clouds is hot too with gangstar yeah. that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a great that's a great that's a great beat right there that's a great song
2: yeah yeah but his later solo stuff is a little bit eh, but yeah. but but uncontrolled substance is a really good solo clan album.
0: Okay, so if you had to do a top five <laughs> Wu Tang Clan solo
2: records, three of them would be ghost albums. Okay, like, I, I think uh, I think it, my, my top number one would be uh, Supreme Clientele. Okay, and then number two would probably be Liquid Swords. Okay, oh, all right. I and respect. then <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love I love Jizza. Um, and then. And Jizz is like 75 years old. Yeah. (laughs) He's like a thousand years old. He's just he like quit rapping and he was like oh I'm gonna do physics now and now he like goes and does physics at (laughs) Harvard and shit and I'm like Uh,
0: only Wu Tang members can do that shit
2: then yeah 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 they're like oh like what are your what are your specialties in physics and he's like oh I'm part of the Wu Tang Clan and they're like oh okay okay come on we form
0: Voltron it's like all right that sounds yeah (laughs) Yeah,
2: physics tell us that Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with yeah exactly that's tried and true and then fish scale Okay. okay and 12 reasons to die and okay. then it would be uncontrolled substance. Wow, okay, yeah, that's surprising. That's, that's a
0: that's a different that's a different list. I've never heard that list down before. See, I uh, would go I would go fish scale, uh only built for cuban links, um liquid swords and I would have to I would have to throw ODB solo record up in there. See, I like ODB, the ODB one. ODB solo record yeah. is uncontrollable madness.
2: Yeah. It is yeah.
0: complete is completely insane.
2: So this is like always the, the part of the Wu-Tang conversation where people turn on me. Um, <laughs> I, I love ODB. I, I respect what ODB Uh-oh. did and his verses. Uh-oh. I don't mm. care for his rapping style. The sing-songy thing always feels really strange to me. And like, I love Baby, I Got Your Money and Shimmy Shimmy. Like I, I respect it. It's just not my personal, I don't want to listen to a full album of it, oh, I think, man. is like the, the way, the best way to summon that up. Yeah. Uh, I can listen to it like by a song, but the whole album, I, I can't do it. I almost feel bad that I didn't include Cuban Links now in my list, though, to be fair. <laughs> do
0: you know what record <laughs> I really like, too, is Woo Massacre. Do you remember the Woo Massacre record? It was, oh, yeah. it was Ghostface uh raekwon and method man it was real short it was like yeah. probably 30 minutes long and i think the three of them were together only on like one or two songs but it's pretty damn good yeah did you ever listen to grave diggers oh I, yeah i did that is,
1: isn't that uh that's rizzo's side
0: yeah. You, isn't it? yeah that's like horror hip-hop stuff dude yeah. it's really cool i love yeah, that yeah. i love the Diggers. real strange yeah interesting and i don't know were you giving this to the podcast that didn't play you this is doesn't make sense this, this seems like this is gold this yeah. is podcast
2: gold what are you talking about they, they i didn't get asked about i think people think i'm gonna organically bring up the wu Tang clan because i talk about them all the time okay. but i'm like never certain that it's like a the venn diagram of comics and wu-ten <laughs> i mean it like, always you know? it always yeah. goes together and yeah. and pro
1: wrestling like you have to like pro wrestling
0: so. yeah methods like, wrote comics yeah i mean they had a comic book i I, who was the artist that did the the wu-tang clan comic back in the day um i can't remember the dude's name but i was sitting across from him one year at heroes and he had these stacks of pages just stacks of pages he was selling on his table at heroes and i was like oh shit that's the wu-tang clan guy and I walked over to him and he had all these beautiful pages of like Thor comics and you know DC stuff. And I'm looking at the pages, I'm like, hey man, I love your work. And he's like, oh, thanks. And he like, he especially like beamed up because it was Friday, it was a slow Friday at Heroes. And I was like, I see you got all these pages for it. He's like, yeah, man, take a look. We got all kinds of stuff. I was like, yo, you wouldn't happen to have any of those Wu-Tang Clan pages, would you? And he was like, nope. And so was like, just shut him down. He's like, oh, I can't believe all the shit I've done in comics that you're going to bring up the fucking Wu-Tang Clan comic. I was like, yeah, that shit was hot. Like uh,
2: <laughs> the uh, Ghosts is 12 Reasons to Die. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg. Right?
0: Right, Matthew, Matthew Rosenberg, Rosenberg. yeah. 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 The, when I met Matt, uh, I have a, we have a mutual friend and he was here in Cincinnati and I met him for the first time. And the first question out of my mouth was, yo, how's Ghostface? (laughs) That was the first thing I asked him. I was like, is Ghostface cool or what? He's like, yeah, he's pretty cool. I was like, that's awesome.
2: Like that was the first thing I wanted to know. (laughs) I I missed 12 Reasons to Die when it was in single issues. And then Black Mask sat on the trade for like a really long time. And so I kept going to cons and listening to Rosenberg talk about how, yeah, like my first real comic was 12 Reasons to Die and who doesn't want to write song or you know comics about hip-hop and then like one year at dallas Fan though i think I, I like walked up and i was like man i like i can't find 12 reasons to die anywhere um and and i but i'm like super into the wu Tang clan and i really like comics like can you just talk to me about it? And I think I sat at his table for like 15 minutes. <laughs> he like was just telling me about the book and the process. Cause like Riza curated it, you know? And uh, so he just like told me about the process and I was just sitting there like listening. I think Cat Fox walked by and like sat down for like two minutes and then like got up and left and did something else. That's Cause awesome. he was just, I'm just hogging up his table.
0: <laughs> now the name of the guy who did the Wu-Tang Clan comics back in the nineties was Clayton Henry okay when you meet clayton henry do not ask him about the wu-tang clan comic he will not be he will not be jazzed to talk about it now this will be the last thing that we'll talk about wu-tang clan and then we'll move on to like sandwiches or and ice cream or wrestling cream. or we, we, whatever we else. said we would ask yeah. ask those questions whatever else yeah. you want to talk about have you heard
2: the rizza meditation stuff i have not i have his i have the the wu-tang clan like uh it's like the philosophy book but i yeah, haven't yeah. heard it before, I, that. Um, I believe
0: it was put out by like Sobi or somebody like that like uh rizza does like a meditation where it's like five tracks it's like 25 minutes long and he's guiding you through a meditation and it is the fucking funniest shit you've ever heard in your whole life because everything he's saying is something that you would hear someone speaking about meditation would say but it's coming from rizza and he still got that like yo you're going to have to do all this shit and it's just like you're going to have to do
1: you're going to have to do all this meditation shit bing
0: yeah <laughs> bong bong
1: you know what I'm bong, and it's just bong.
0: you're just in like this whole different place it's the weirdest kind of meeting of two worlds but if you like wu tang clan and you find some of rizza's antics genuine but comical i think you'll dig it
2: Okay. Because I, I yeah. feel like
0: I feel like he's a genuine dude and he's super into this shit, but he's still Rizza from the Wu Tang Clan, and it's still hard <laughs> to he. I can't. I just hear him say "March of the Wooden Soldiers." That voice, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that 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 verse from Triumph. That's the only voice that I hear. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. No. I definitely like approach. I think I feel like everybody that knows Rizza from the Wu Tang Clan and not the Wu Tang Clan from RZA accepts that he does like this this meditation thing but it is sort of like funny you know like i i've listened to you like rap about murdering people and now you're gonna have a meditation <laughs> monday yeah. and like, I'm like okay
0: like, <laughs> i mean it's i think like i said it comes from a genuine place but yeah, it's yeah. comical because it's still riz's voice yeah yeah like he's still got that cadence and it's just it, it cracks me up, and I really enjoy it. Now, enough about the Wu Tang Clan. I think we've gone on long enough. Again, this is a wonderful podcast. I couldn't be happier with the way this has turned out. Um, yeah. So, tell us about your comic. I guess is it about? This? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. So the the we did a, the uh, we have a comic on Kickstarter called the Twin Blades, um, and I like initially pitched it on Twitter, like way back, uh, as Mexicans with swords. And, uh, that's still kind of the spirit of it. You know, Um, (laughs) I, I, I think like, uh, being Mexican and, and any sort of like creative outlet, there's sort of like a, a real heavy handed push on immigration stuff and like cartel stuff. And I don't really have any interest in writing stuff like that. Like, I really want to do like sci-fi and fantasy and like just different things that don't involve, you know, Dia de los Muertos and stuff like that. Like just, you know, I think to be totally honest with you, I think I just watched The Tax Collector and I was like, oh, this, this sucks. <laughs> like this is, I have to watch Shia LaBeouf walk around and pretend he's a cholo on <laughs> for, for two hours. And I guess nobody made me watch that movie, but I did. Um, So I like, I, I kind of just did this comic about, these two magic swords that are uh, linked to Aztec mythology, and uh, we did like we took a lot of influence from like samurai films and anime and manga that have like like samurai shampoo and stuff like that um, that I real was really into growing up, and uh, it's a really really fun like forty four page action comic uh, that's just at its core is about Mexicans with swords, but is also about Aztec mythology and believing in yourself.
1: Which is awesome because um, the thing about Aztec mythology and d and I always had a hardest time when I was a kid, when you look through like the, um, I forgot the name of the book that there's Legends and Lore, I think it was called. And it was like, I remember the book being purple on the outside and having like all, all these different deities on it. And then you get to the Aztec section, they look so damn cool, but I could never pronounce a damn one of their names as a kid. So like that has always been the problem for me as a white dude. I've been like, well, I want to know how to say it and I want to know how to say it right. So when I was looking through your comic, I'm like, I need a pronunciation key, man. Can can, can you tell us how to say the names and what the gods are representative of and how they how they play out in your book?
2: Yeah. So um, we have two major gods um, that are active in the book. Um, the first one is uh, Tezcalipoca. Um, Tezcalipoca is kind of like Aztec mythology doesn't really assign any one god like one thing it's it's sort of um, a personality like they have like a governing abilities over multiple things but the root of their their characters I guess is sort of rooted to their personality um is, is really often ca- cast as sort of like an omnipotent god um he and his brother Quetzalcoatl uh constantly like fight over who gets to rule the universe, which uh the there's the, the Aztecs believed we were in the era of the fifth sun. The previous four were destroyed in conflicts between this calipoca and his brother. Um and so he's kind of like his uh this this omnipotent god who's often associated with like a black obsidian mirror and smoke. Um he's really just kind of this real kind of shady guy. Uh, he really believes he. They were like he was like a god of justice, like a, like a real vicious god that was really believed in challenge and believed in paying someone for what they've done. Um, and then the other god we chose is kind of a lesser god named Sholotol, uh, who is the soul. He's like the soul guide of the dead, right? Like I think uh, I think the right word is like a psychopomp. He he nets okay. he you soul from Earth to after you die to like the land of the dead. Like an
1: avatar or- Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And um, we had, the cool thing about Cholotl that that I really like that we sort of went and ran with is that like at the creation of the fifth son, he was supposed to sacrifice himself with his family to create the son and he didn't. And then he felt really bad. And- Obviously. Yeah, you don't commit the ritual sacrifice, you feel guilty, you know? And uh, he cried so bad, his eyes fell out of his head. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, that's what <clears throat> we made the the magic swords from in the, tw- the comic, that's is that they're cool. literally forged from a god's eyes. But uh, yeah, he's like a dog-headed god who has no eyes. And he uh, he just like walks, his whole thing is that he walks the sun um, through the land of the dead every night and then back into the earth. And so he, he's got like a real interesting thing um there but yeah those are the two main ones in our book uh that that kind of there's definitely like a greater conflict that uh is more off the page but those two are the ones that are directly in opposition to each other at the time of the book
0: that's cool and this thing is uh super successful on kickstarter you hit your funding goal you got 15 days left 251 backers that's going to make you feel good about your idea yes and the project
2: yeah we we i was like really trying so it's my first kickstarter ever um i i was really nervous because the whole idea of kickstarter kind of freaks me out like uh, as it uh, should yeah (laughs) if it doesn't you're not doing it right it's an asshole puckering process my friend yeah (laughs) and i was kind of like you know we're gonna go in we're gonna have i'm gonna try and get the goal as low as we can so i funded most of the the art in the book before we ever went to kickstarter like we're like 30 pages deep i think and um, I was like, we'll go and we'll just try and raise the printing costs. And then it like, as we were building up to it, we were seeing that there was kind of like a good positive response to the art that we were showing um, to the little bit of, of hints. We didn't tell anybody like real story details until we literally launched it on on the day is where everybody kind of got an idea because the book's really crazy. Like it's, it's, it's sort of like a fever dream. Like if you, if you, if I had a fever dream, it would be Aztec mythology and cyborgs with giant swords. And that's exactly the book that we made. You know? you that's awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, well, let's sit on it for as long as we can. And then we can see kind of in real time how people reacted. And then we got funded in four days. Um, it was like the craziest four days of my life. Cause I was sitting there like watching Kickstarter. Cause I was like, is it going to happen? <laughs> like, is it, is it done? Is it over? You know, like sort of uh, like, like if, if you were watching frodo throw the ring in from live from the shire like is he doing it or not you know like i need to know it's kind of how it felt
0: i know I, I do the exact same thing i watch it like a like a ball game like i just sit yeah. there and sit in front of my computer like all right when's the next one? Oh, we got one oh no we yeah. got one like yeah, here ring the bell ring the bell yeah. ring the bell wife <laughs> let's ring the bell <laughs> Like <laughs> I'll, I'll get a text
1: at like 2 a.m that says we got one and then and then i'll be asleep and then the next day i'll wake up and then There'll be another one at like 9 a.m. Like, oh, we got another one. And there'll be I mean, like an exclamation point on that. When, we run, K- it,
0: when we run Kickstarter, is there are points in the day, I'll just wake up and check it at three in the morning and go, okay, cool. Last one I went to bed, we had 240 backers. Now we have 246 backers. Cool, okay, awesome. I can go back to sleep. And like, that's just how my brain works because I'm obsessed with it.
2: Yeah, my, my wife, I, I was like writing down, I was waking up in the middle of the night and writing down how many backers we had. So I could know <laughs> if there was improvement when I woke up the next time. <laughs> And my wife was like, "You got to stop. You can't do that. Like you got, you gotta, you gotta figure out. You gotta just sleep."
0: <laughs> nah, man, because it's, it's the way that we can get our projects done if publishers don't want them. Like it's, it, and yeah. it leads to more work for you, and you're building your audience. Like this is how you know this. So a lot of people have, are building their careers.
2: Yeah, you know? and, and that's, that's exactly it. Like I didn't even bother pitching it to anybody. Like I know that there's like a couple publishers that are are doing uh one shots as like a as like a a smaller publishers that are doing one shot things and and looking for one shot pitches and i didn't even bother because i was like man i just want to i want to tell the whole story finish it and then worry about okay is someone going to publish it because like it's like i want to tell the full thing i want it to be out there and uh but yeah man it was like this is like i'm planning on doing two more of these nice yeah and it's it's I think I'm crazy at this point, but like <laughs> it got funded, I guess. Is the thing. Two hundred and fifty-one
0: people can't be wrong, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So and we're we're pushing it though for the next
0: two weeks. <laughs> and it seems like this came out that your Kickstarter for uh Twin Blades came out at a good time because your book uh Dryfooted kind of launched around the same time and you couldn't find a copy of this book anywhere. Like it was impossible to find tell us about dryfoot because i heard so much about it so much buzz on the internet i couldn't even get a copy
2: yeah so dryfoot um dryfoot's like a story of four teenage friends who are growing up in this really violent time in miami um, in 1984 uh it's little havana there's like a lot of gangs and a lot of drugs and um these four teenage friends want to not be there they want to escape out west and so uh to Hollywood that's like their big dream is they want to live in California and um, they hatched this plan to rob a drug lord of a lot of cash to do that um and so we were it was really like a I was describing it as like four kids walking to a bank meets Miami vice and um it was a really fun book uh that we we had a really good time doing it and yeah we we were we were we dropped number one was originally what unfortunately Dryfoot came out originally was supposed to be i think june uh-huh. and uh june of last year and then um yeah the COVID happened and so it got pushed to september of last year and then fortunately it had a good response people picked it up people dug it uh, but it was just a crazy time to be selling comics yeah, uh shit yeah we we had like an foc foc i i had a really i got a really hard lesson in foc with Dryfoot. Uh, <laughs> i don't i'm not a fan and uh I, we were like like we're trying to sell book two and I, and I know like everybody who listens to this podcast i'm sure knows this but i was trying to sell book two before anybody had sold book one yeah and, and right. i'm like yeah people are going to come back sure you know go for it but um it sold crazy and Good and glad people really liked it, and so right after we we've we we've published the trade in February, and then I think like three or four weeks later, I was launching the Kickstarter. Yeah, because I don't want to give myself a second to rest.
0: Well, I mean, you got to <laughs> strike
2: while the iron's hot, baby. Yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly what my my whole mentality was: is to ride that wave into the Kickstarter and then start building that base for the next two. So. Hopefully that's what happens.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, Jared, it sounds like you got it all figured out, bro. <laughs> so that's awesome. It's, it's an act. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of it because I think everyone is doing the same act. You yeah, know? Like everybody has that, yeah. I, I, I basically yesterday with my wife at like 9.45 while watching Law & Order on, you know, we just basically broke down in like a um, imposter syndrome kind of melodramatic bullshit it just melted down. Because I think we're all going through the same shit. It's like, you know, it's all everybody's trying to figure out the next step and how to go and stay in one foot in front of the other. So nobody finds out they have no fucking clue what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: Like, yeah. that's kind of the basis of it. especially in comics you know it it feels it feels like that's maybe more amplified in comics than a lot of other mediums where you're just you're it's literally like you're just running from from whatever whatever this week's crisis is to next week's you know
0: (laughs) yeah well that's awesome dude so you said you got two more kickstarters planned for the rest of the year it's uh it's march So when are you going to launch these other books and
2: can you give us like a a taste of what we may be looking at here? So I'm launching the third one in the first quarter of 2022. Okay. That one I think is going to end up being a little bit bigger than the two that I'm working, than Twin Blades and this next one. So I wanted a little bit more time with that one, but um, I'm aiming to launch the second one in September. Okay. Uh, And we're starting art on that in two days. So... um, it's gonna be, without giving like too much of it away, it's a it's a demonic possession story, um, that's sort of like it's like Inception set in the world of Sucker Punch. Okay. All, right. All right, and um, a lot of really crazy imagery, and um, that's really rooted in, like it's the one of the, the there's a person possessed by a demon, and that person has dementia. And um, it's kind of rooted in the, my father, my grandfather who, uh, who battled dementia until his last day and kind of exploring like memory and how we can kind of get memory weaponized against us and how, how much it means to us once it starts becoming something that's fleeting. And um, so I wanted to kind of play with that. And it's a really, it's a really, really cool story. Um, it's really, really, really heavy uh obviously like as somebody like part of me was writing my grandfather um to some extent but uh yeah we start art on that in two days i'm really excited and um people that like drive or twin blades is really lighthearted. it's really fun it's really fast-paced uh this one is like the total opposite it's just brutally emotional and and heavy but i think it's going to be fun for the most part when you're not crying
1: and i think that that's cool because um that's weirdly how we kind of do things. We'll do something light and fun, and then do something with a much heavier tone, and then have to cleanse our palate of all that heavy. And then you get yeah. you go back and do something light and fun again, um, and 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 basically pull from childhood instead of uh, life ex- like actual life experience, childhood nostalgia or whatever. You pull like, yeah. oh, I really love this cartoon, so we'll like do something like this and mix it with this and do these things versus like this is something that actually happened to me that I actually want to kind of like. Like I have to put out there for for me, you know. So like, and then that that sounds like exactly what you're doing. Is is that is that am I on on point with that?
2: Yeah, that's so. I had finished Dryfoot, and Dryfoot's really rooted in my own personal experiences. Right. Like I, mean, I was part of a group of troublemaking teenagers that were, you know, in trouble a lot. And so, um, and that book, it's it's Dryfoot's kind of light, but it has like a really heavy theme. Um, and some really heavy shit happens in dry foot. And so I like wrote twin blades uh, when I was trying to figure out which book I was going to do first, I was like, you know, twin blades is fun. It's going to be a little bit more lighthearted. It's something I want to do so that I cannot deal with my childhood trauma at this exact moment or twice back to back, you know? And so, uh, then now this one, I'm like, okay, now is the time that I can, now that I feel in a good state to do this, I can handle doing this one about, you know, demons and my grandfather (laughs) that's interesting that's cool and it sounds something very personal did you have a hard
0: time did you have did you have a hard time doing that something that was so personal for you
2: uh yeah yeah i i'm but i think like writing for me um feels really therapeutic and cathartic like a lot of the time and I'm, i'm somebody who feels uh really i feel really awkward talking about like things that are happening right then and there and how I feel about them I'm rather like and it my oh man I really hope my therapist doesn't listen to this uh because she's going to be like (laughs) scribbling notes um but like it's it's like I really don't want to deal with it right now I want to I want to survive this problem and then I'll think about how I feel feel about it and uh right now she's just scribbling angrily in her notes but um so that's how that's kind of how the next one is is that it's really me dealing with I'm, I'm, I'm essentially writing my grandfather and the problems that he had and, um, his relationship with my grandmother and my father. And it's really, it was really, really hard. Like there was times where I was really brought to tears because it is, it's, you know, I was, I'm really close with my family. I haven't seen any of them in almost a year. Uh, wow. exactly. uh, the last time I saw my parents and my sister was at my grandfather's funeral last June. And so, um, it's, it was a really hard experience, but it was something that I felt like I needed to write out and get out, get that whole thing out of my system because, you know, like, I don't know, I don't think I ever had any time to really deal with the fact that my grandfather died because I was trying to, I was in a plague, in an economic recession in Texas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then, so I was like, okay, and let me just try and, and, and get my shit under control but yeah so it was it was emotional but it was a really i think that it makes it a better book in a lot of ways and it's mm-hmm. a lot and i think it's going to be a lot for people to connect with and i think that's a, a good thing in itself
1: yeah totally i think people c- connect with that that uh sort of genuine emotion when you put it behind the page and 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 i think it, it's there like when when as writers when we put something down there, there's pieces of us and everything but <clears throat> i'm dying I hear that. I'll, I'll be all right um pieces of us in everything but not like until you read separate things do you get the whole view yeah. <clears throat> i'm sorry i'm dying
2: let me let me die quietly yeah <laughs> like like a like a mosaic but of a of a exactly he knew what i was talking about Mm. yeah 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 yeah. i the
1: the sparkling water i was drinking went down the wrong pipe (laughs) 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 and tried to kill me it was a murder plot um (laughs) we're
2: supposed to ask you what your favorite sandwich is jared we were asked to ask you I actually made my favorite sandwich today, um, in honor of that question. I, I it's a real it's a real text and answer. So um, it's a pull, it's pulled pork sandwiches. Okay. Uh, I make I'm really good at cooking. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw it out there. I'm super good at it, and um, and you're modest too, which I did. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and we also know we also know who to invite to the Airbnb when we're at a con right? and yeah, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna call myself the Mexican Gordon Ramsay, but I would like to imply it. So um <laughs> no, uh I, I make a, a a pulled pork sandwich with um a jalapeno cilantro slaw and a chipotle barbecue sauce and it's really, really good. That's fancy. And, yeah. This sounds I, amazing. I, I it's it's like a long, arduous process. Like I slow cook the pulled pork because it's like so it's already like a five hour thing. But um I like I love pulled pork. I love barbecue sandwiches period but that is that in particular sandwiches is my go-to all right if it's if i have like a day to spare <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's going
0: to be a bummer though because i mean you can't just go to the grocery store and pick up some cold cuts like you got to plan your favorite sandwich <laughs> you know
2: yeah it sounds like and a real bummer it is um but like i mean i'm in west texas like if if i really wanted a pulled pork sandwich i could go any like to like a number of places yeah um but like, I can't have mine. <laughs> so that, that creates its own problem. But if I was like, oh man, I need a full pork, I could go like a handful. And,
0: and if you do make pork, like of that nature, it's going to stick around for a couple days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you yeah. yeah. So you always have leftovers and it's always, things like that are always better on the second day. Yeah. That's what everybody says. And I don't know if it's true. I just believe it because my mom said it enough. So I'm down with that. That's just your mom encouraging you to
1: eat leftovers, man.
0: Well, I mean, so I love leftovers. That's my. Jam. I, I don't mind them either, but
1: the kids don't love leftovers. I don't understand
0: so. that it's it's, it's food just... two days. It's wonderful.
1: I, I, I think I, I can eat the same thing all the time, so I'm I'm a kind of a weird person with that.
0: It's
2: like, so much less work. I think anything with the sauce is better the next day because it has like a it gets cold and it thickens and it just sits with it. It's like super tops. I love leftovers because because like like I don't have to make it cool it's done like I don't I, like
1: cooking so like I agree with you 100% here not, I, you like cooking you already said you like it I don't do like you, it I
0: don't like that do it. this is i mean you like Wu-Tang clan you like leftovers i mean this this is like a this is like if the, if we were on like a first date i'd be all like when are we going to go out again like when wait we,
1: when, <laughs> wait wait you got to ask them the favorite ice cream question cuz it's oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, favorite yeah. ice cream hey, do they
0: know? have ice cream in texas or is it too hot
2: Hey, we we do, but it's all bluebell. Okay. Um, all okay right. so I've never had Bluebell, so I can't it's, say. It. It's not bad. It's not bad. I've had it. Right. Did, did you guys hear about the the whole bluebell shortage like 3 or 4 years ago? ago? It, yes. No. Yes. Heard, I, I didn't exactly. hear this story. Tell me.
1: Well, I'll let him tell you. It's awesome.
2: I, I there was like a an outbreak of I can't remember if it was E. coli or salmonella. It was
1: salmonella. Yeah, salmonella.
2: They shut they shut it down and like yes. Cleaned everything, but you couldn't find Bluebell. it The shelves were just empty. They they had to close down the entire plant and and clean it and sanitize it, and then it came back. And then they found it again. Oh my yes. god! <laughs> so there was like a week where you could get ice cream, and then it was all shut down again. And. Um, it was like a like it was like right in the middle of summer. It was like a whole Texas-wide emergency. Like, what are we gonna like, do? <laughs> yeah, bluebell watch. You know, like, <laughs> when is it getting back? You know, it was sort of like a the the boat the ship that was blocking the Suez Canal. That's kind of what happened in Texas. That was like, a great
0: story, though. I I was fascinated by the idea that the ship was basically blah, like completely stopping world commerce. Like, that was an
2: amazing story. <laughs> I, I told my boss I didn't like realize how large it was and yeah. uh I, like it's a, it's massive and I was like I don't get it why don't they just blow it up and my boss <laughs> that's like, what that that was your answer yeah i was like they should just, if it's stuck why bother doing all this just take the shit off and blow it up and my boss was like Jared, it's fucking huge. It's like a massive fucking ship. At, at that it point,
0: your at that point, your boss thought you were a moron when you said that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why did we hire this dude? Like, what yeah. is he here for?
2: That <laughs> was exactly it. I was sitting there like, I don't understand why this is an an, an international crisis. Just blow it up and be put it on YouTube. You know, like, <laughs> the ship is somebody
0: really put it into perspective. The ship was four hundred meters long. And the actual, if you're a fan of Star Trek, the TOS Enterprise was only 305 meters long. So this ship was 100 meters longer than the original Enterprise. Wow. think, Think about that. And like, it shut down World Commerce. Like, I couldn't help it. I was just watching this thing on Twitter every day going like, this is the crazy. This this fucking ship is going to collapse the world economy. Like, how is this possible? <laughs> There's no way the guy who's the captain of the ship has a job. There's the, hel- yeah. the captain's fine, but the helmsman, the guy who was driving at that time, I don't know. He was
1: like, he, he's done. That guy's done. He I that guy parallel park for shit. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> brutally bad at it. I I would bet everything in my bank account that he just fucking sucks at parallel parking parallel parking (laughs) can be difficult yeah they're gonna they're they're gonna launch some sort of documentary because i i have to know how your whole job is to guide a big ship through narrow canal and you just royally fuck it up like i I have to know what happened (laughs) i'm so curious
0: like and that's something too that you can't just go oh shit back it up let's let's feel like, yeah, yeah. Like, the whole, like there's no way you're gonna get out of this one unscathed the whole world's gonna know you're not winning employee of the month for a really long time ship driver
2: uh, yeah and like that guy you can't fuck up one time in that situation yeah, yeah exactly you can't be like oh you know what uh bill you know did they tell you about the time bill fucked up like it's no everyone knows you're yeah. on national media everybody yeah. on Twitter's making fun of you this is Some world
0: videos. media stuff dude like like, this almost shut down the whole economy. Like, I don't know if you've looked at like the the pictures of the the Indian Ocean and around the,
2: the Cape of Good Hope, but all the ships on radar and stuff. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, we'll just go. Like I saw I was reading something about how like a bunch of these ships were choosing to go through the Horn of Africa or around yeah. the Horn of Africa. And how it's like they're now all of those ships um were really concerned about piracy and they're not equipped to handle if there's like a set of pirates attacking and obviously clearly that hasn't been a problem so far but that's where i was really like interested is i was like oh man is it about to be like a fucking field day if you're a pirate in somalia just about to have like a really good time but uh but after was- a while there'd be so many ships the pirates would just be exhausted what the hell are they going to do yeah. with all this stuff yeah
0: you know Yeah,
2: I was like what are you gonna do with with england's coffee yeah you know? <laughs> all the tea in china
0: you know like yeah. how's, how's that gonna work well that's awesome well jared um I, we really don't have anything else but this was a wonderful conversation friend um yeah, where can it. we pick up Dryfoot? you said that's in trades now if we wanted to pick that up because that that book was hot to death like you couldn't find it anywhere so if i wanted to pick this up where could i get it
2: you can get it at, uh, you can ask your local comic shop and you should always do that first. Um, if your comic shop cannot get a hold of it or they don't want to, um, which they shouldn't, uh, there, there's plenty still over at uh, Mad Caves website at okay. madcavestudios.com. And you can you can find the trade there. Plus a bunch of my friends have good books over there as well. So, Cool, that's awesome. And then uh, your Kickstarter for um, the Twin Swords
0: is running now. This will be out in about three or four days. So you'll have 10 days left. To pick that up, just go to kickstarter.com and search The Twin Blades and you can get in on this fun looking book as well. Uh, Jared, man, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Where can we find um, you on social media? Yes, where can we find you on social media?
2: Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Jared Lujan, J-A-R-R-E-D-L-U-J-A-N. If you don't like either of those or you think that I'm annoying on Twitter, uh you can go to my website from my twitter and go and sign up for uh, my newsletter which is once Ooh. a month and i have to write that uh, in like two days so <laughs> how is how long have you been
0: writing your newsletter how long I has that been-
2: it this year
0: okay so we the word bro started our newsletter too has how do you think it's going so far like what do you write about in your newsletter
2: um, I usually just write about, like, stories that um, I'm working on that are coming out in anthologies or coming out that are going about to be published, things like that. Um, I gave everybody sneak peeks at the Twin Blades. That's nice. Uh, the, the art and um, sort of descriptions of what they looked. What they, so if you followed the newsletter, you were the first one to see the character designs, the swords, to get the plot idea, stuff like that. Um And then uh, I last month I wrote about the Arctic storm that hit Texas and how uh, bad it was here. And like things were freezing up and people were and we were like, Texas was turning off the power. Um, So there was like a little bit of personal stuff in there, but it's mostly comics. And uh, every now and then I re-listen to a Wu-Tang Clan album. I feel like I need to write some some words about. But nice recipes, Uh... man nice maybe some maybe share
0: some of your recipes that's a good idea
2: actually that's genius i might do that and
0: then you can tell the story or you know what you could do just be the recipe guy that just gets right to the fucking point and doesn't write Seven thousand words about their grandmother and fucking christmas (laughs) (laughs) gonna punch you in the face i just want to know how to make ribs lady what the fuck are we doing here gotta earn it yeah like, no i don't need you this is preposterous. i can just call my mom she'll I have tell the internet anything. i don't have to earn anything yeah. anymore <laughs> <laughs> so there you go so jared thank you so much man for coming on we really appreciate it it's always a pleasure and hey man good luck
2: thank you y'all thank you all for having me
0: Was Jared Lujan. He is the writer and creator of Dry Foot, which is on Mad Cave Studio, and he's got his own book that's on Kickstarter right now called The Twin Blades. Blades, blades, blades. Sounds a lot of fun, man. He was a cool dude, and like Kevin, you said before we uh, before we hopped on to do the outro. I mean, it's easy to talk about Wu Tang Clan.
1: It is, and and hey, Jared was a nice guy to talk to, and it was lots of fun to talk to him. So, like, I mean, it's always things like that would that make you want to get behind creators like things that, that you know about them. So, and that's part of the reason why we do this podcast.
0: Yeah, buddy. All right. So I guess that's it, man. Um, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week. Um, with, with a brand new guest. Who's our guest next week, Kevin? Uh, I believe it's Dan Faust who is a retailer. Ooh, It's always re- fun to talk to retailers. Yes.
1: Dan is a great retailer. He was a, one of the initial supporters of metal shark, bro when uh we've told the story on the podcast before we were doing our cold calling uh we divided up our list and uh, dan was one of the retailers i called and he was super happy to talk with me about metal shark uh, and he even invited me to the store for a signing um, which i have done two signings at ultimate uh at, at, well it was a different shop then but now he's at ultimate comics i believe in carrie i think are you big ultimate time carrie. uh no but you are
0: no nah, son so you that, big time I, was, I never sorry. i mean i didn't get invited to a signing Look at well, you. Yeah, that's cause you that's because you that's because that's because you live in ohio that's it's true right. i live two hours away I could, yeah you know, but i mean so you're but you big time kevin though don't no, don't deny no, it no you're hot no anybody want no kevin cuff sign books shit. i, I do like and that. if you want a kevin cuff sign book or you want any signed books from the word bros Go to the word You'll see a little banner on the website that says buy our books. Click on that banner, and you can buy all the metal, all the Metal Shark Bro your heart wants, all the ninja nuns. We even have our um our image book up there. What's it called, Kevin? Stairway anthology. The yes. Stairway anthology is there as well. We got a lot of cool stuff up there. You can get some signed stuff from myself or from Kevin, and you can check that out and you can support the Word Bros and the Word Bros podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with more good times and fun tunes here on the word bros podcast thank you thank you thank you and we'll talk to you soon thanks
1: remember to leave a rating or review five stars only five stars
0: you're listening to the word bros podcast the WordBros.com.